This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Associated Equipment Distributors. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. In the earnings call for AGCO's second quarter 2022, the company reported $625.6 million in work and process equipment inventory, its highest in the last two years. AGCO's second quarter WIP orders were up 5.5% from its previous quarter and up 47% from the $424 million it reported in its second quarter last year. Over the last 10 financial quarters, AGCO's lowest reported WIP inventory was $175 million in the fourth quarter of 2020. AGCO CEO Eric Hansodia attributes the increase to both supply chain bottlenecks and the cyber attack the company faced in May. The attack temporarily downed AGCO production facilities in several countries and made some part systems for AGCO dealers unavailable. Overall, AGCO's production hours fell 8% year-over-year in its second quarter after rising 6% in the first quarter of this year. AGCO projects to increase production hours 5-7% to for the full year 2022, which Hinsodia said will help recover the lost production. He said, our current July production rates are solidly on track to deliver higher production plan in the months ahead. The supply chain issues have impacted our ability to complete and ship units as well as contributed to labor inefficiencies. The combination of increased production in the second half of the current year and the current volume of semi-finished products gives us a strong confidence in our full-year sales outlook. Hensodio pointed out the company had successfully brought down its WIP inventory levels by the end of last year and expected to do it again this year, though he added it wouldn't all be pushed through in the third quarter and would take the entire year. This week's dealer on the move is Quality Equipment. North Carolina-based John Deere dealer Quality Equipment has acquired Gay Implement in Seaboard, North Carolina. The Perry family, owners of Gay Implement, reinvested in Quality, becoming an ownership partner. Quality Equipment now has 30 locations. Now here's Noah Newman filling in for Michaela Pockner in the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. Precision Planning's latest invention is a suite of tools for automating soil sampling and testing. This week, the company announced the new tools for agronomists under the name Radical Agronomics. The Radical Agronomics has three components you're looking at. Radical Lab, what Precision Planning calls the world's first fully automated soil laboratory. It's a 10-foot by 10-foot machine that can analyze hundreds of soil samples unattended. The soil samples come from GeoPress, this device that mounts on utility vehicles to automatically blend and store soil samples in geotracked containers. The full containers go in Radical Lab for analysis and eliminate the need for hand labeling. The final piece of Radical Agronomics is a cloud-based software package to connect all steps of the field-to-lab process. A precision planning product manager says agronomists will start to get results within minutes of starting the Radical Lab unit. The units are in the final stages of testing this fall with the first production release set for late spring and early summer of 2023. Precision Planning is offering Radical Agronomics as an annual lease arrangement that includes the three components, training on the system, and any necessary servicing. Doug Wright, Precision Planning's commercial lead, says the Radical Agronomics products will go to market through a parallel sales channel, not Precision Planning's traditional dealer network. Radical Agronomics hinges on um, the, the product and services, the output of these products 
being uh, in the hands of those that growers trust for fertility recommendations. And that isn't our dealer network. Um, a few, a limited number of our dealers actually have robust agronomic services. We have uh, uh, had some communications and webinars, if you will, uh, with our dealer network that uh, so they know what this initiative is at a high level, what the products are that are involved with it, how we're planning to take it to market, why we don't think that they are the natural uh, uh, channel to take this to market and the reasons why. And the feedback we've gotten this far is that um, the vast, vast majority of them understand that. Now, Wright and a product lead at Precision Planning talked at length with Precision Farming dealers Michaela Pauchner about radical agronomics and its strategic significance for precision planning. Those interviews will air on the Thursday, August 11th episode of the Precision Farming Dealer Podcast, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, real quickly, I want to tell you about a new report available for purchase this month on agequipmentintelligence.com. It's called Cover Crop Adoption and Outlook by High Production U.S. Farmers, Applications, Economics, and Trends. The report features exclusive data from our cover crop strategies, benchmark studies, and exclusive analysis uh, from farmers and experts within the cover crop industry. Here's one data point for you. Drills have been the top option among no-tillers since 2016, with 63% using them to seed their cover crops. Broadcast spreaders are also more popular these days. Uh, 31% in 2021 use those to seed cover crops. That's up 8% from 2016. And again, that is that report is available for pre-order right now on agequipmentintelligence.com. That's all for now. Kim, back to you. Thanks, Noah. An August 2nd farm equipment survey asked dealers what their major line OEMs were providing as lead times for new equipment orders. Just over 45% of respondents said their OEM's current lead time is 10 to 12 months. Another nearly 19% are hearing 13 to 18 month lead times from their major line OEM. For short-line manufacturers, dealers' responses were a bit more mixed, with almost 45% saying short-line lead times were about the same as the majors. But about 39% said their short-line suppliers were providing shorter lead times than their major. And about 16% said lead times from their short-lines were longer. One dealer said their OEM was going to an allocation system, adding, we will see if it shortens lead times like they say it will. Another dealer pointed out that lead times from the majors vary greatly depending on which factory the products are coming from. Now here's Ben Thorpe with an update on the UAW CNH strike. Thanks, Kim. According to the results of an August 3rd survey from Farm Equipment, 61% of surveyed CNH industrial dealers reported some impact to their new whole goods revenue as a result of the ongoing UAW strike. The strike began in May when 1,200 UAW workers at CNHI's Burlington, Iowa, and Racine, Wisconsin factories walked off the job as their contract expired. Negotiations are set to restart in mid-August. Some 39% of CNH dealers said there had been no impact to their new whole goods sales from the strike, almost double the 20% who predicted no impact in a May survey from farm equipment. A little over 27% of CNH dealers said they'd seen a 1% to 10% sales loss versus the 40% who predicted the same three months ago. Another 20.8% said they'd experienced an 11 to 20% loss in new whole goods revenue, just below the 21.3% who predicted this loss in May. 
The only categories to see more loss than was predicted were the 41 to 50% loss category, which 3.9% of CNH dealers reported, and then over 50% loss, which 2.6% of CNH dealers reported. When asked to forecast their loss, should the strike continue for another three months, almost 77% of CNH dealers predicted a loss, below the 80% who predicted the same in May. It should be noted the May survey asked dealers to forecast their losses should the strike continue for 30 days or more. Some 26% forecast a loss of 1-10% to if the strike continues another three months, versus 40% who said the same in May. The percentage forecasting 21-30% to loss rose to 17% from the 11% forecasting the loss three months ago. Over 10% of CNH dealers forecast a new whole goods revenue loss of 41% or more, while just 2.1% forecast the same in May. In Farm Equipment's May survey, 48% of dealers of all colors said they expected the strike to be resolved shortly. When asked the same question in this month's survey, just 25% believed the strike would be over soon. The percentage of dealers agreeing CNH Industrial will make a good faith effort in resolving the strike also dropped from 77% to 66%. Additionally, those believing concessions made in negotiations would lead to price increases and offshoring dropped slightly from 91% to 87%. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. <laughs>